This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. September 19, 1952. Charlie Chaplin is aboard the Queen Elizabeth, sailing from New York to England. It'll be the legendary comedian's first visit to his native country since the early 30s. He's 63 now, on his way to the premiere of his new movie, Limelight. It's a big movie, his first in five years, and Chaplin had said he planned to be in Europe promoting it for about six months. Now, on his second day at sea, the U.S. Attorney General announced that he'd ordered immigration officials to hold Chaplin at the port of entry if he tried to re-enter the United States. James P. McGranary had revoked Chaplin's re-entry permit. There was no great secret about his reasons. Charlie Chaplin, who had never become a U.S. citizen, was a foreigner with left-wing views. He'd been labeled a communist sympathizer since he'd been an early critic of fascism in the 20s and 30s, His last movie before Limelight had been Monsieur Verdoux in 1947. It was a black comedy about a man who marries, and then murders, wealthy widows. It was fiercely anti-capitalist. As for being a mass killer, does not the world encourage it? Is it not building weapons of destruction for the sole purpose of mass killing? (laughs) As a mass killer, I'm an amateur by comparison. The FBI began building a case to deport Chaplin shortly after Monsieur Verdoux premiered. The Bureau may have felt emboldened to attack him because the American public was no longer as fond of him as they'd been in the late teens and 20s, when his little tramp character in silent films had made him the biggest movie star in the world. Aside from his political controversies, he was also accused of not paying his taxes, and he'd spent much of the 40s embroiled in personal scandal. There were marital affairs, trumped-up morals charges he'd beaten, a protracted paternity suit he'd lost, and just as all that was dying down, Chaplin, 54 years old at the time, announced that he had married 18-year-old Una O'Neill, the daughter of the playwright Eugene O'Neill. By the end of the 40s, Charlie Chaplin was no longer the beloved little tramp. He later said that as soon as he got the news at sea that his re-entry permit had been revoked, he decided never to return to the United States, which he called that unhappy country. He may have had an inkling that he'd be kicked out. He'd made Una the co-signer on all of his financial accounts. She was an American citizen, and she could come and go even if he couldn't. The Queen Elizabeth docked in London on September 23rd. Charlie Chaplin got a hero's welcome in his hometown. When he left America a week ago, Charlie was worried in case our affection for him had dimmed. Londoners show him now that he need not have worried. And he dispatched Una right back to the States by airplane to settle their affairs and, legend has it, to dig up the first million dollars Charlie had ever made, which he'd buried in the backyard. Limelight premiered in October, and it was a modest success in Europe, though it was never released in the United States. 
It got mixed reviews at the time, but it's now considered a good, if flawed, film. It's a melancholy story. Chaplin always denied it was autobiographical, but he plays a famous London dancehall comedian who's lost his ability to charm audiences. So you're a belly dancer. I'm also in the business. My name is Calvero. Perhaps you've heard of me. But you're not the great comedian. I was. Chaplin and his family, Una and eventually eight kids, settled in Switzerland, where he lived for the rest of his life. Over the next two decades, the passage of time restored his reputation. In 1972, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences awarded him an honorary Oscar for, quote, the incalculable effect he has had in making motion pictures the art form of this century. He hesitated, but he finally agreed to come, his first visit to the United States in 20 years. When he was announced on stage, the audience gave him the longest standing ovation in the history of the Academy Awards, 12 minutes. When he finally got them to sit down, the greatest silent film comedian of them all, who had kept making silent movies a decade into the sound era, said that words seemed too feeble to describe how he felt. I can only say that thank you for the honor of of inviting me here. And, oh, you're wonderful, sweet people. Thank you. The next year, Limelight finally got a U.S. release, which made it eligible for Academy Award consideration. Chaplin won for Best Original Score. It was the only competitive Oscar he ever won. Charlie Chaplin died in 1977 at the age of 88. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your...